Hello and welcome back to Girls in a Pod, the podcast where we talk all about women empowerment, motivation, inspiration, and many controversial topics that we as women face on the daily. First and foremost, I want to wish a huge happy Mother's Day to every single mother out there, no matter your situation. Happy, happy Mother's Day. I know Mother's Day isn't today here in the U.S., but in my culture, we do celebrate it today. If you do celebrate it on Sunday, still, happy Mother's Day. Have an amazing week, an amazing month, an amazing year, and I hope you guys take care of yourselves. Have fun this week. Do something for yourself. So let's get started. Today's topic is embracing your sexual nature. We're going to be talking about SEX. We're going to be talking about sex. We're going to be talking about your sex life and how normal it is to lead a sex life or not. Whatever it is you choose for yourself, it's okay. So throughout the years and more prominent in past decades, we as women were slowly, slowly, slowly taught to suppress our sexual energies along with many other things like our successes, achievements, our confidence, our authority, our dreams, our work ethic, and many other things. And these teachings have stuck around for quite some time. It's been a domino effect from historical times created by governments, the patriarchy, industries, and men, causing our societies today to still propagate that mentality that women should not practice certain things. However, for this podcast, we're going to be talking about that talk. We're going to be talking about sex. Patriarchy, society, religion, and culture all have a few things in common. And one of them is telling women how they should portray themselves. Not portray themselves as they wish and please, but portray themselves as the patriarchy, as society, religion, and culture says they should portray portray themselves. They say... You cannot enjoy a sex life as men do. You can only participate in sexual activities when reproduction is necessary. When they say you should, they say when you become a mother, having a sex life is indecent and you should become plain and simple and fall into a motherly role only. They say you should cover up as you can seduce men. Or they say things, you must be submissive in the bedroom to men. They say many, many things like this. Let's do a small, little, invisible, long-distance, hand-in-the-air type of thing. How many of you truly enjoy sex? Raise your hand if you do. Raise your hand if you do. And honestly, um, I know there's such thing as being politically correct with, like, your more your morals, your values, and stuff like that. And if that's you, that's totally okay. That's great. And maybe I should make a podcast on that all in all on its own. But just for the the sake of trying to get my point across, this one is going to be just if you enjoy sex, if you enjoy sex and if you if you want to participate in sexual activities and if you want to work on that sexual side of you, if you want to work on um, being more connected with your body and being more um, connected with your partner, having more communication in the bedroom. That's what this this podcast is mostly for. But yeah, again, if you have, um, and obviously, even if you do have a sex life, you obviously do have morals and values and shit. But I'm talking about if you want to like, um, 
wait till marriage to have sex or if you don't believe in having sex or whatever, whatever the case may be, um, that's totally fine. I'm never gonna like put another woman down for what they believe in. You do what with your body, what you please. And that should, that should be the message, um, given across here. Not, not like being told how you should use your body, how you should portray yourself, how you should cover up. You do what you do with your body and you do what you want with your body and go ahead and do it, please. So I'm going to start with this very powerful statement. I am a woman who loves sex and that should never label me a slut. It should never label me indecent. It should never label me a whore. It should never label me anything negative because if a man could say that, I could say that too. And I'm sure there's still people not that open-minded with themselves to hear me say that and not feel uncomfortable, but I'm fairly comfortable with my sex life and with my communication and with talking about things that are truly normal, you know? Um, From a young age, I've been... So I lost my virginity around 15 years old. And ever since then, I've loved sex, you know? And my mom... My mom is a young mom, and I don't agree with many of the things how she raised me, like many of the things I'm going to say in this podcast, but they did help a lot, you know? Like, I remember um, when I was a 15-year-old, I remember taking it upon myself to go to Planned Parenthood with a friend, and we both went on the pill, which honestly was the biggest mistake I could have done. I Right now, I do not use a pill. I will wing it and hope for the best that I, I don't get pregnant. But I am not on any type of contraception um, method or whatever. But at that point, I was. I was on the pill. And I was only 15. But to be honest, it I, I was only on it because I wanted to have sex with my boyfriend. But it helped with a lot of things, but it also was a downfall to a lot of things. Um, during that time, I started exploring myself more sexually with my boyfriend, obviously. And a lot of the stuff came, I learned, I was also going through puberty at that age. And I obviously had to talk to my mom about some of these things. And again, how I told you guys, I was very comfortable with talking with my mom. Um, there was this one time my mom obviously knew I was participating in sexual activities because my boyfriend would come over damn near every day and we'd hang out in my room. So like no shit, you know, as a mom, you have to be like, no shit, my daughter's doing some some shit in there, you know, like so. And I now as a grown up, I appreciate this because, bitch, my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, he's trash. He's fucking trash. Okay. So I, uh, I pray to the fucking, I am so grateful to whoever the fuck is up there looking over us that I did not get pregnant by this motherfucker because I'd be a miserable ass bitch right now. I'd be miserable as fuck. But my mom taught me what a condom was, how to use a condom, how to put it on, uh, on a condom on a guy and how to ensure that I use a condom. And she told me straight up, she never played around the bush. She told me straight up why I need to use a condom. You know, I remember this, me, me and my ex-boyfriend, we would get back together and break up and back together a lot. And she knew my mom knew this guy wasn't shit, you know, but 
I was in love. I was young, whatever. But point is, my mom sat me down and she told me straight up. She was like, she just told me how she saw it. And many moms don't do that. Many moms just will play around the bush and be nice about it and be a little sweet about it. My mom literally sat me down and was like, okay, so this is what I'm seeing. This is how your boyfriend treats you. This is how you guys are going. Do you really want to end up pregnant by someone like that? And it really got me thinking, you know, it got me thinking in a way I never would think. And I'm like, hell no. So she taught me how to use a condom. She taught me why it's important for me to use a condom. And damn right, bitch, I did not get pregnant young, even though I had a very, um, what do you call it? A high sex life or a, I, I had a very good sex life at that age. Okay. And I am surprised how I didn't get pregnant, but I'm not really surprised again because I, you, I made sure to use those, um, condoms and stuff like that you know um there was this other time I told my mom that I was on birth control and she was like where the fuck did you get birth control right like you need like um parental permission for that and that is something I'm so shocked about that I could just walk into planet fit to planet fitness bitch (laughs) to Planned parenthood (laughs) that I could just walk into Planned parenthood and ask for plan b for um not plan people well that too but for birth control pills and they would just have me sign something sign up for some insurance and they'd fucking give it to me at 16 bitch that's crazy you know so i told my mom that i told her i went to planet fit oh my gosh what the fuck is wrong with me i keep saying planet fitness i I went to planned parenthood and i told her i went to planned parenthood and she was like okay well let's get you out of that and let's get you into a primary doctor and I'm going to get you a, a, gyno, a gynecologist. And at that age, it's not normal to have that. Or maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. But um, I remember she got me that. She got me that type of doctor. And then she got me um, birth control through my primary physician. And she just ensured that I was having safe sex, you know? And Oh, I appreciated that so much. But sometimes she was a little too straightforward. And now as an adult, I'm like, okay, mom, you did not have to do that. Like you did not have to do all that. But I did appreciate her knowing that, okay, my daughter's having sex. Let me ensure that she's not going to get pregnant for this. from this. She's not going to get STDs or some shit. And she's not, and she's going to practice safely, you know? So time passes on and that ex-boyfriend and I eventually break up and we, and this was really wrong with me, wrong of me. And this is where I say I wasn't in touch with my dark feminine energy and my, my truest feminine self. And I didn't respect myself. We would break up a lot and he would not, not cheat on me, but also be talking to other women while telling me that he was only talking to me, which I guess it's cheating, bitch. I'm still gaslighted as fuck. You can hear me, but, um, we would hook up a lot when we would get back together. And this kept going on for years after, you know, and I honestly just loved the sex. Okay. And but the thing is that when you're doing this with an ex that continued, continuously disrespected you, it's not just sex anymore. You are 
disrespecting yourself. You are degrading yourself. You're not respecting your boundaries. You are not being vocal about how you truly feel. Because yeah, like yeah, I enjoyed the sex, but what else was it doing to me? It was connecting me more to him. Um, our sex usually tended to be very sentimental and like, um, like full of love. It felt like, but this motherfucker did not give me any genuine love. So my mind was always getting played with you know so I didn't learn to stop seeing this motherfucker and this was my only boyfriend the only guy I have ever had sex with from like 14 not 14 like 15 till uh, I want to say 19 then I stopped seeing him okay so then I finally was over him and I I was single for a while for a long while until I met I had this other little boyfriend, which was the boyfriend I talked about in another podcast about how I needed to break up with him after a week because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I don't really count that. Now I have this other boyfriend, which is my boyfriend now, the the father of my baby and the guy I truly love and want to be with like forever. But during this time after I finally um, was over this, my, my first love and whatever, I was... I abstained from sex for a while and I did so unconsciously because I was still a very horny person. I still wanted to participate in all that, but obviously I was scared to do it with someone else, you know? And at this age, I was already 18, 19, okay? So around this age, I met this other guy and we just had a very mutual agreement as to and i was very straight up okay and this is the time i say that i was very very in touch with my dark feminine energy i was very confident i was very outspoken i was i communicated what i wanted what i truly felt no matter how ugly how pretty i i said everything that was in my mind and it helped me a lot with a lot of things in life you know like First of all, I didn't just go fuck anybody, okay? You you don't go find someone in the club and say you're going to fuck him. But maybe you can do that. You can do that because I've done that too. <laughs> but um, And this guy was really sweet. But um, this other guy that I had this mutual agree- agreement with, for one, I found him attractive. For two, we were both on the same page. For three, he respected me, my boundaries, and he respected me outside the, ba- the bedroom. For four, I just really liked him, okay? But I did not see anything else with him. And yeah, we participated in sexual activities, except bitch, except this guy did not get a single orgasm out of me, a true orgasm. And this is when I say, bitch, like, raise your motherfucking hand, raise your hand if you've faked an orgasm, because it is so much more common than what women truly think. I feel like every single woman has faked an orgasm. Like, come on, come on, just fucking think about it for a second. I have, okay? And it was with this guy. So I never communicated that. I was very in touch with my dark feminine energy, but not in touch enough to not communicate that that wasn't doing anything for me. And I still kept sleeping with him. So I'm like, bitch, that was a dumb bitch move. That was not powerful on your hand. Like, what the fuck were you doing there if you weren't getting nothing out of that, you know? So there's a two, there's a study, and it was, I think, done in 2009, published in the Journal of Sex Research. Yep, there's sex research going out there reporting that among a group of college students, 25% of the men and 50% of the women pretended to orgasm and they faked the orgasm. 
among the participants who had vaginal intercourse, 28% of men and 67% of women said they faked an orgasm. And for any men hearing this, y'all, it is so easy to fake an orgasm or to get y'all to believe that we we orgasmed. It's so easy. And y'all believe it. So please make sure your girlfriends and your women and whoever you're having sex with are being honest. Just ask them. You know, it's normal. Like, my boyfriend and I have conversations all the time about what we can do better, what, what we like, what we don't like, what we need to stop doing, what you need to do more of we talk during sex, we, we, um, we spice it up more. Like that's another thing when I, and I'm going way off my little timeline I have here, but when I got pregnant and my body changed a lot to what I thought wasn't attractive anymore, I was so, um, not confident with myself. I was so insecure that I did not want to participate in any sexual activities. And, the good thing that I did there, even though I was depressed as fuck and my mental health was shit, is that I communicated that to my boyfriend. I told him, I'm like, I I just need a while. I need a while to feel more in touch with myself. And that was so unlike me because, bitch, I'm telling you, I love sex. I'm a very sexual person. But at that point, I wasn't. I did not feel attractive. I felt like I wanted to cry during sex. I just felt I was a very it was a very, very low place. And um, I told my boyfriend that and he understood and he respected that. And that's how, you know, you have a good one. You know, when they respect that when because men are all fucking nasty and horny all the time. But like when you have a man that respects your boundaries in the bedroom and respects your body and respects your thoughts for the time being that you're going through some shit, that's how, you know, you have a really good guy that's in touch with his feminine and masculine energies, you know. So that was going on. and. The way I got back in touch with that, I truly just had to work on myself. I have to, I had to work on loving my body. And yeah, that might have had to come with going to the gym and eating more nutritious foods, which again, I explained in another podcast how I truly learned to change my body the right way and not the excessive and hurt, hurtful way. I went to the gym and ate nutritious foods and took care of my body and loved my body and looked in the mirror and said I was beautiful and thought of myself as beautiful. All that corny shit you absolutely have to do. And I, it came to a point where I was back in touch with my, with my body. You know, I was back in touch with myself. And as of now, we have an amazing sex life and we try to spice it up all the time. Cause again, we're parents and we get very stressed out lately. We don't get enough time with each other. But we we try to cultivate date nights a lot. And sometimes, like this past weekend, me and him just went to Potawatomi. If, you, if y'all are not from Milwaukee, Potawatomi is a cas- casino. It was my first time at a cas- casino, cas- cas- whatever, <laughs> a casino. And we got drunk and we went home. We had sex and our baby slept over his grandmother's house. And, you know, this is so like, so y'all are so in my life right now. But, um. Like, you have to do that shit. You have to act like if you guys are teenagers, again, sneaking around to go fucking shit. You know, you have to absolutely do that to keep your relationship alive for many years. Because I could have easily wallowed in my sadness and shit and never fucked them again. But 
who no that that first of all that's not me second of all i would not do that to my boyfriend because i know he loves sex too so it's something that you truly have to work on but the good thing is again is that he understood that so where were we where were we in my little timeline oh yeah that guy so i never told that motherfucker that i his sex was not good i was just there because of the of the of the whole what do you call it because of the act that we were doing sex, but I wasn't getting out of it, nothing out of it, you know? I just like the fact that we were doing something, gr- like, I was going to say girls was not girls. We were, we were just doing something um, sexually inclined, you know, that I like the thrill of that, but nothing was coming from that. And again, it is very, very normal. So let's, let's like, go further a little bit in time. So let's fast forward to when I met my current boyfriend right now. And I asked if it's okay if I can speak about this. And he said it's totally fine. He doesn't care. But um, there came a time that, and I feel like you just have to do this with every romantic partner that you have. Just truly learn how to communicate and say what you like and what you don't like. But there was a time when me and my my current boyfriend, so I said this in my other podcast about dark feminine energy but when we me and my boyfriend first met I did not want to date him I wanted to be a little crazy girl and go out and have fun and do all this little ho shit but again I was not a ho I was just a girl enjoying my life again we cannot call ourselves that for um, participating in very normal human activities but anyway there came this time I met my boyfriend and he wanted a date. He wanted a relationship and he he just loved me. You know, he loved me from the start. <laughs> but um, point is, I was like, nope, I cannot date right now. I like you. I find you really attractive, but I cannot date right now. What I'm down to do, though, is hang out, get food here and there, go out, and I can enjoy a sex life. So if you're down with that, I'm down with that. But you can talk to whoever you want to. And I can talk to whoever I want to. Just know that that's what's going on. And he was like, okay, that's good. But then a bitch fell in love. But that's another story. But point is, we agreed to this little consensual relationship, okay? And there came a time where I was like, okay. I'm, and during this time, I was very in touch with myself, with my dark feminine energy, with my light feminine, with all of it, bitch. I was just really healthy, in a healthy state of mind. So I was very straight up with everything. I knew who I was. I knew what I had. I knew what I had to offer. I was very secure in my looks. I was very secure within myself that nothing intimidated me. And Okay, my boyfriend intimidated a little me because he's he, he was cute. He, he was uh, he was he is cute. He's a cute guy. So I was a little intimidated, but I still told them. I found a way to tell him that I did not enjoy the first time we had sex, and I told them that I enjoyed again the thrill of it and that we were doing something like an act of that, but not truly that you know like reaching that like that godly like part in sex, but um. I told him, I sat him down and I'm like, okay, I like this. I like that. I'm not going to tell y'all what I like, but, (laughs) but I told him, okay, I told him, this is what I like. This is what you, I don't like that you do. And ever since then, ever since that second time we did it, oh, 
um, my boyfriend and I are just very in touch with each other. We're very in touch with each other's bodies. We're very in touch with what we like. We, like, I told y'all, like, we talk about what we like during sex. Like, we, obviously, not, like, in a very, like, like, formal and, and normal way. Like, we talk it in during sex, you know? And, again, we have a very healthy sexual lifestyle. So, Many of you are like, oh my god, why is she talking about this? It's so uncomfortable. You have to, girl. You have to talk about this stuff because it is so normal to have sex. Because I just want to ask, how many of you truly are fucking nymphos? I'm a fucking nympho. A nympho, if you don't know what a nympho is, let's let's actually Google it. Because I always call myself that, but what if I'm calling myself something fucking derogatory? Ooh. It says it's derogatory, but it says it's a woman with very strong sexual desires. So how many of y'all enjoy sex, but don't actually want to say it? Don't actually want to tell your partners that you do, or don't want to tell your partners your dirty little desires that you want or all that shit, you know? Let me tell y'all, the books I read, and if y'all don't know, I am actually writing a book. I'm writing an erotic romance book. And for that shit, you have to be very in touch with your sex life to write that shit. Because I felt very, like, weird, not uncomfortable, but weird writing this one sentence. My cock grew three inches, you know? Like, authors that like I spoke to this one author she's a, a local author that writes um erotic fiction books she ha- she was like girl you have to be very in touch with that side of yourself like as dirty as steamy and as um like nasty as it is you have to be in touch with that self that side of yourself and thankfully I am so it's very easy for me to write those scenes in that book but point is I like reading very spicy books and all bro if y'all let me recommend y'all some books right now read priest let me see hold on i'm gonna google that too priest by sierra simone bitch read priest if you want to be more in touch with your sex life read priest by sierra simone like this shit literally like awoke like awoke some shit in me but read priest by sierra simone um read blush by what's her name i don't know it's called blush i think her name is sarah k or blush hold on book it's blush oh blush by helen hart oh my god blush by helen hart is a really really good book about it's not just about sex but the sex in there is really good other books that you should read are the Twisted series by Anna Huang, if I'm saying her last name right. Y'all, these books, they will literally do something to you. And then read the after books to that, which is King of Wrath and then King of Pride. Those books, okay, I gotta shut up about these books, but these books will literally show you the the craziest fantasies out there about sex, you know? So that's why I'm saying this, like, what are your craziest fantasies and is your partner fulfilling that or do you feel comfortable telling your partner that or how do you feel about that, you know? Um, Like, yeah, I feel very comfortable telling my boyfriend how I want sex to be done and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's very, 
it sounds a bit like a very simple task, but it truly isn't. You really have to, again, work on yourself first before doing that and work on on your confidence and how you love yourself and how you talk to yourself to be able to tell that to a partner, to be able to tell that to someone you're hooking up with and stuff like that, you know? But what also should be very um, talked about within your relationships or your hookups or whatever um, is talking about your sex drive. Like I, my boyfriend knows I have a sex sex drive. He's known this since he's met me, a high sex drive. Um, but if you have a low sex drive, that is very important to tell your partner. So you can see if like, even from the very, very start, is he going to respect that? Is he going to push me to do things I'm uncomfortable with? Is he going to push me to, or she, you know, it could be whoever, but, um, you need to talk about that. Um, I try not to belittle anyone who cannot, who cannot, um, like keep up with those things. Like, um, like as a woman talking to a group of women about your sex drive, you cannot be like, oh, why? You're so boring. Why don't you give head? Why don't you do this? You cannot do that. That's fucked up, okay? You worry about yourself, about your body, about your wants, your fantasies, and let other women do their own thing, you know? So, like, that's, with me, I'm very comfortable talking about my sex life. Again, it's something that's very normal to me and should be very normal, but to other women, that might not be okay, and I respect that, you know? It's very, you need to be, again, very, um, just be a, a a good woman, empowered woman with other women and try not to belittle anyone that is not uh, what you practice in your sex life, you know? So now let's talk about you have a high sex drive. Let's talk about that. Let's say I asked that question. Who enjoys sex? Do you enjoy sex? Well, how do you get in touch with that sexual goddess in you and in the bedroom, you know? Um, for me, it's again, being very in touch with my body, learning to love my body in in all its forms or working on it. If I truly, truly feel that's what I want. Um, one thing is that I truly need to see myself as a fucking sex goddess goddess. Like I need to, to think of myself that I am the best fucking thing he's had in the bedroom. And that just like motivates me that brings out my sexy. It brings out my sensuality. It brings out, um, my flex, my, I was going to say flexibility, but it just helps me not be stiff and nervous and out of touch. Um, a lot of the times I've had a conversation with a group of girls one time and we were talking about faking orgasms or like we, how we can't come or how we can't, that word was a little too hard for Spotify. Hopefully it doesn't get bad. How we can't orgasm. Okay. But, um, and we were like, yeah, dude, like what the fuck is, is there something wrong with us? Is there something wrong with them? But, um, I met this one girl one time. I don't remember who she is. Who is it? It was a coworker I had, but point is, she said, the trick to sex is being really mindful of your surrounding, of your surroundings. Like, what do you smell? What do you see? Like, focus on them, focus in the moment. Like, what do you hear? What, what are you feeling? Like, like the little things, like, is he kissing your neck? Is he doing, as he's doing this other thing? And Literally, that is a motherfucking 360. Like, once you start being very mindful in the bedroom, 
it, it's it's a it's it's just a freaking 360 like trust me like you need to be more mindful and even not even just in sex but everything in life once you're very mindful of your five senses and everything you do literally life becomes truly beautiful so this caused me to research mindfulness during sex um the benefits that come from practicing mindfulness and during sex but again in all areas in life it's increasing your pleasure um, strengthen intimacy with strengthening intimacy with your partner, creating a deeper connection to yourself, improving your relationship with your body and spirit, with which may make you more intuitive. Um, learning to stop overthinking and start listening to your body, boosting your chance of it boosts your chance of having an orgasm or better orgasms, and it makes sex more sacred and. A much more spiritual experience. So before reading the steps as to how you can be more present and mindful during sex, I I read this quote once. Um, I read this quote once and somebody was like, okay, so, so sorry about that. Someone texted me. Um, someone was like, when you are foreplaying, that is just not like something you do like five minutes before sex that's something you do all day you know like if my boyfriend and I have been bickering all day he's been mean to me all day or throwing jokes at me back and forth and me with him obviously we're not going to come home to the greatest mood and want to fuck each other you know so it's honestly about just being sweet with each other all day complimenting each other because yeah there's days we act like fucking like best friends and like talk shit to each other all day because we were in like a very long relationship already that's how couples um act sometimes but there's days that we're very romantic with each other we're very sweet with each other we're very um flirty with each other flirty is a huge thing I love being flirty with him like it's it's just it's fun to do those things you know and like it's it's just a whole day thing not even a fucking whole week thing like just be sweet with each other you know but okay let's get into the steps so to be more present during sex it is recommended to focus on your breath um it is important to stick to the basics even better pay attention to your partner's breath how are they breathing how are they moaning with the sounds they're making what are they what are the words they're like whispering out you know see if you can match their energy your energy energy to theirs um, number two is engage your senses. Again, those five senses. Is there a candle lighted that you're smelling? Um, focus on your partner's scent or his taste. That's kind of weird. I'm reading this off something. It's kind of weird, but it's true. It's true. Um, listening to the sounds you and your partner make. Making eye contact with your partner. Tracing your fingers over your face and your body or your partner's. Experimenting with different textures and sensations. And you know what? I I feel um one thing I cannot do in the bedroom. I don't know why. And I th- I should practice this more. It's eye contact. Like that is so hot. When I read books about what sexual scenes in them, eye contact is huge. And I'm like, how can I do that? But I can't do that. I blush. I blush too much. Okay, I'm giving way too much insight about my sex life. Okay. But the next one is give yourself time to get in the mood. Um, set the mood like candles. Put something on that makes you feel sexy. That I do do. Um, and it's funny because my boyfriend's like, ooh, you took a long shower and put some cute PJs on. What do you want? <laughs> so, but 
that was probably funny to me but <laughs> but point is do that you know like I I will have typically a long shower make sure I'm like really shaven or whatever everywhere and put something cute put something put my like expensive perfumes on and like fix the fucking bedroom nicely I don't like candles and stuff like that but do all those like little like unnecessary things that are absolutely necessary and they will help out your relationship a lot um number four is i'm not sure what this one's about but it says build a bubble create an imagery in your mind of an orb of a bubble oh i kind of get it yeah i've heard of this before just pretend you're literally enclosed with this other person you're having sex with and you're literally with them only and with with them only um let thoughts come and go it is very difficult not to think of stupid shit while you're fucking because literally the other day I was thinking about if I left the pizza out or if I left it in the oven and I was like, bitch, I was not, okay, I was not fucking what there was pizza in the oven, but <laughs> just ignore I said that. But point is, it's very hard sometimes to stay present. Your mind may be trying to avoid the scariness of being vulnerable because having sex is a huge vulnerability it's probably the biggest vulnerability out there that you're all naked your holes are out there and stuff (laughs) but it's it's very important not to pair any thoughts or labels to if it if it can just like like get in between y'all you know it's very important again to to be in touch with yourself and to be in touch with your body. A lot of times body image insecurities, sexual shame or assumptions assumptions about sex may also bring some anxiety into the bedroom. And when we're when we're anxious, obviously you're not present. So again, it's very important to be in the moment, to be present and stuff. Um, they also say to talk to a therapist. Um, you may talk to a therapist because So this topic went a little longer than intended, but there is so much more to talk about within this topic, Um, like the porn industry, um, like sexual education in schools. Um, To keep it short, and again, I never want to be politically correct because I feel like that should be very um, to each their own type of thing. It should be something that is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Every woman has the right to their own opinion and it should be subjective. Um, Pornography is something that many people say is degrading to women. I don't believe it is, but many other women believe they do and I respect that. Um, Another thing is um, sex education in schools. I remember I posted about that one time and I, people were going off on me and I'm like, sex education is not playing a fucking like it's not playing porn on tv and letting kids see this it's taking into consideration that these kids are eventually going to want to participate in sexual activities themselves so let's take the 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 necessary measures to make sure our kids are protected our kids don't end up pregnant very early in age and mess up their lives and allow them that allow them to know or let them know that there is people here willing to educate them, willing to, to trust them, to, to, um, take the, the, the safe steps, you know? But again, that is a whole like other thing in itself. And again, if you don't, um, 
see that side of like why sex education is important in schools, I guess I'll respect that, you know, but as as someone who was I I went to school for teaching and I never went through with it. I truly I think I just fell out of love with it. But it just makes so much sense. It makes sense to have sex education in schools. It is it's it's very um proven to lure many things like teen pregnancy or um, large STD rates and and teen communities, especially in Hispanic and Black communities. It's there's just so much to it, and and there's a lot, a lot, a lot more into this topic. But if you do want to hear more about it, please just message me, and I can continue this topic. But as of now, this is the end of this. Again, please get in touch with that dark feminine energy of yours. Communicate your wants, communicate your desires, your darkest darkest fantasies. Be corny with it. Be mindful of yourself. Love your body. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. I will be posting the new topic soon. And again, I am writing a very erotic romance. So keep your eyes on the lookout for that. I am barely like a couple, what, like 40,000 words in. But this book, this book is going to be like 60. So there's a lot of work that has to be done. I've been meeting with small local editors, but I truly want to move on with this process because I'm really excited for that. And yeah, message me if you guys have any questions, if you guys want to talk further about this or if you need any advice, I can give you advice because I am very in touch with my sexual life. (laughs) But yeah, hope you guys have a nice night. Bye.